The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. The New York Times, maybe you've heard of them, the world leader in news. (laughs) They have finally done what a news source should and have done a giant article about Scandival. (laughs) Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, Welcome into the foxhole, New York Times. This is where the news happens, honey. It's crazy that it's turned into whatever will get them views and clicks is what is news now. I mean, no one has a choice, but the headline of this New York Times article is that Tom Sandoval, bless him, bless this hot, stupid motherfucker. Tom has said that the whole Scandoval sensation of 2023 was akin to the O.J. Simpson trial and or George Floyd's murder. It's oh, so Tom. bad. It's Tom. so bad. It's Tom, Tom, so Tom. bad. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I mean, 
let's just take it piece by piece. Was Scandaval huge? A thousand percent. Was it bigger than it even should have been because (laughs) it was just someone cheating on his girlfriend? Yeah, of course. We're running with it because we're immature people and we need to free up. We we need to use our time as unwisely as possible while we're on this planet. And that's what we're doing. Was it a way for women to channel their anger about their ex that had cheated on them into characters on a TV show that they don't actually know? Yes. Yes. Transformative for a certain audience. Yeah. However, comparing it to George Floyd, I would say it's just a misstep from an idiot. Like, I don't, I don't (sighs) believe it was that cataclysmic, Tom. Comparing it to OJ Simpson, also, I mean, I, I sort of understand how he could make that mistake, no, but there were so many issues of race and class that went along with O.J. Simpson. It wasn't just a car chase. It was a moment in history that shifted the culture. Yes, forever. All, this is not, not so. Yeah, yeah. Not so. That being said, if Tom Sandoval had said that his affair with Raquel was the equivalent of the Holocaust being dipped in AIDS and wrapped in climate change, I would still let him smack me in the face with his dick. Just be hot, Tom. I knew that Just was be coming. hot and quiet. <laughs> be hot and quiet. Come on. Stop. I mean, what's, yeah, but what's he going to do? Turn down a New York Times magazine, like, cover story? No, of course not. Well, he should, because this, this should have it's been bad. the peak. Yeah. I mean, if the New York Times is doing these multi-page articles about Tom Sandoval, then fixing famous people should be up for a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, I mean, well, if yeah, this what, is where- yeah. Dominic. Christopher. Who are we, if not journalists? Well, we are journalists now. You know? I mean, if, if the New York Times is covering stories that we covered a year ago, then yeah, where's my Nobel? Where is it? Bring it on. Yeah, this is journalism. Okay, moving on. <sighs> I'm going to get, ups- I can't, I can't continue this. I can't go down this road because I'll You're get, gonna get upset. I'll get very upset. Yes. Viewers, I wish you could see Chris right now. He is freshly woken up from what looks to be a fitful sleep. His tits are <laughs> everywhere. He's in a velour robe. My hair sticking it, straight up. It is. It, it's, it's insane. Sean Diddy Combs, new sexual harassment allegations. This time, How wait dare for you it. Say harassment. I'm throwing it all the way back Dominic. to Clarence Thomas. Harassment. Dominic. Um, wait, but listen, this time the sex assault allegations are from a man. No. Oh. No. Oh, I really didn't think From this NBC was News. Sean Diddy Combs was sued Monday in federal court by a producer on his most recent album who accuses the mogul of sexually harassing, drugging, and threatening him over more than a year. Now, among the allegations is that Diddy forced this guy, his name is Rodney Lil Rod Jones. Among the allegations is that Combs forced Jones to procure sex workers and pressured him to engage in unwelcome sex acts with them and others, and that Combs gave laced alcoholic beverages to people who attended parties at his homes. There are screenshots. There's all sorts of quote-unquote evidence. Obviously, Diddy's representatives are saying the entire thing is just reckless name-dropping about events that are pure fiction. 
These well, these well, assistants well. are like coming out of the woodwork to like. Yeah. I mean, wreck, we knew this was going to happen. People. I mean, I think if you listen to when this first came out, I'm 99% sure that we did say this was a tip of the iceberg type thing and that yeah. everyone was going to come out. These allegations, though, are not from back in the day. These are from 2022 up to and including November of 2023. Oh, yeah, that's bad. So that's really bad now. These are timely allegations. I mean, it's sort of it's like a Russell Brand thing. I feel like this happening is just, oh, okay, there we are. Like, well, didn't, like we, yeah, didn't we all yeah. know this was going to, did we all think that this was like an up and up dude? I I don't think we did. No, yeah. I mean, if we want to just think back quickly to like, remember the show, like, I want to work for Diddy. Yeah. I mean, how many times on that show was he like assaulting the camera crew? Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he would, they were yeah. like filming him and he would just like punch someone in the face like that was filming mm -hmm. him. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like we didn't see this coming a mile away. <laughs> So he's saying the allegations are false. Speaking of false allegation, we want to make sure we follow up on the Kelly Rowland scandal from last week. As you might remember, she and her team supposedly stormed out of 30 Rock because the dressing room was too small. Unsurprisingly, Kelly Rowland's camp saying, excuse me, that is not the reason that we walked out of the Today Show. The reason is that Savannah Guthrie breached our verbal agreement that we didn't want to sit there and talk about Beyonce for 45 minutes. And Savannah just kept asking Kelly Rowland about Beyonce's success rather than Kelly's own projects. And I guess Kelly had enough and fleeced the scene. She said, fuck this. Wait, I'm done. so it was during the shoot or no? No, it was during a commercial break. But like during hour two, Savannah interviewed Kelly, who was supposed to co-host the third hour of the Today Show. Oh, and so apparently after her offensive okay. interview with Savannah, Kelly said, I'm out. Like, I don't, I'm not here to just talk about Beyonce. I mean, <laughs> for the rest of my life. I think she would talk about it for the rest of her life, but she was there to promote a specific no, project. Exactly. Said, Can we just put B on the back burner? And, and that's like, fuck, like, I don't like that. I don't like when it's like, okay, here's the one thing that I don't want to talk about. And the person's like, oh, well, that's the only reason why you're here. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that's the thing that's annoying is that they probably hired her to be like, we want to talk about Beyonce and you'll be here and you'll give great like bites. And it's like, right. well, no, you should check with this person because they actually have something to promote and like right. want to be there on their own volition, rightfully so, not talk about Beyonce. It's very much like when I'm doing my stage shows and I'm trying to work on stage and people scream from the audience, shut up, where's Chris DeRosa? <laughs> I understand what <laughs> Kelly's going through. <laughs> where's Chris? We thought this was a live podcast thing. Yeah, yeah, what is my great aunt doing up there? Um, Why so is Kelly Liza Minnelli's ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Joe Pesci's grandmother He's shouting at us? Where's Chris? <laughs> you love to call us Joe Pesci's grandmother. I, think I mean, so we, that's what we no, sound we, like. We are. I know. When um, people see us in person and see we're not in our 70s, they're always like relieved <laughs> completely and aroused. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. This week, we do have a share watch because I'll take any time, speaking of people in their 70s, anytime yeah. she's in the news. <laughs> we don't have a theme for it, but I would imagine, oh, would be on it. We'll work on that. It's Wagon Wheel Watusi. Wagon Wheel Watusi. Yeah. <laughs> so Chaz is getting married. My friend Val sent me this story and I am obsessed with really just one word in it. The source for this story is the never reliable In Touch Weekly. Oh, oof. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like levels and levels below our paper of note, people.com's Instagram. Like it, it's rings of hell, somewhere. rings of hell below. It's people. written down com. somewhere. So to me, it's news. <laughs> yeah. The headline is the dramatic reason Cher was uninvited from son Chaz Bono's wedding. Well, no, here is was the she dr- really uninvited? <laughs> There's <laughs> no way the this reason. is real. There's no way. Cher has reportedly been uninvited to son Chaz Bono's upcoming wedding to girlfriend Shara Blue. Uh, I don't know how to say her last name. Maybe it's Matthews. According to In Touch Weekly, Chaz decided to uninvite his mother from the upcoming festivities due to Cher's quote-unquote theatrics. <laughs> well, well, well. <sighs> this is what I'm going to say when I uninvite you from my wedding, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to call bullshit on that for the yeah. same reason I'm calling bullshit on In Touch. You're going you're gonna to go right to In Touch to <laughs> give that the story. The reason that Cher and I get invited to anything is specifically because of, of our theatrics. <laughs> so please stop it. Cher um, wakes up in the morning with a baseline of theatrics. And as her son, you're supposed to pray that it gets worse than that. And like you should be, of all people, used to that. As her son. I mean, wouldn't you think? I mean, also, I think uninviting her to something that she's obviously paying for, the nerve, Chaz Bono. The nerve. That's very true. Yeah, Cher's been having problems with both of her kids uh, for a a while now, where she's not speaking to Elijah. She tried to have a conservative ship over his finances, and that failed. So Cher definitely having problems with her children. Doesn't she have that like 30-year-old boyfriend? I don't know what the deal is with that guy. There's no way that's like helping at all. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. The quote is here is Cher has tried to be there for her kids, but neither wants anything to do with her. It's devastating. I guess Chaz is saying that Cher tried to meddle and micromanage his wedding plans. That I absolutely do not believe is true. No, I believe that no. if it was at an in and out, Cher would be like, congratulations. Yeah, yeah she would be. <laughs> she doesn't care. I remember like Kathy Griffin. This is like years old now. Kathy Griffin stand up about how she went to Cher's house and it was Cher's birthday and she brought a cake. Do you remember this? And I she walked into so. her house with one slice of cake on a, on a plate and was like, hello, whenever she got into Cher's living room. And like, then they went upstairs and they were hanging out and then she wanted to order a pizza, but Cher didn't know how to order a pizza. Cause she, and she was like, I'm Cher. I don't know how to order a pizza. And then <laughs> Kathy Griffin was calling her assistant and they were trying to fight with the assistant to order a pizza to Cher's house. And she was like, how, what address do I put? And Cher was like, I don't know. Oh and then God. she was like, Cher's house, like Malibu, California or whatever it was. And that was over a decade ago that this stand-up came out. So like, she definitely doesn't know how to micromanage anything. If, no. if a decade ago, she couldn't order a pizza or know her own address. I love that. I don't have clear memories of what you're saying. Oh, are you serious? I, oh, I need to find it and send it to you. Send Dominic, it's the funniest shit you've ever heard in your life. By the way, if any pizza delivery guys in Malibu are unable to find Cher's house, this is the absolute truth. I will tell you exactly where it is because I have driven by it probably 80 times. I know I could get there with my fucking eyes closed. That's hilarious. It's also a mansion in the middle of nowhere. Like there are no I'm houses sure. around. I'm it would sure. be very hard to miss. I'm sure. Oh, by the way, there's this great story. I don't know if you've heard, but Paul Giamatti was on Stern recently. And I guess a couple of years ago, his assistant said, Cher's been trying to reach you. Apparently Cher called... 
Paul Giamatti's people. I needed to get in touch with him. And so for like a considerable length of time, Paul Giamatti's people were trying to check back about what Cher wanted. And I believe that Cher forgot why she was trying to reach out to <laughs> Paul Giamatti when they finally got a hold of her. <laughs> but it's a story he'll tell at cocktail parties. Oh forever. God, that's so funny. What would it, do, what do you think it would be? Just like, oh, you were great in this show. Like it was nothing, right? What like, could it be? Like Cher yeah. loved billions. What, what yeah, could like, it? What could it have been? Truly. <laughs> She's like, you know that show that's not Succession? Like, I loved it. I loved you in that show. You know that show that they made so that What's-His-Name could have a vehicle after they kicked him off of Homeland? Like, that That show was great. Yeah. Several people have been asking me, because it's rumored that Cher is going to perform in the Legends slot in Glastonbury this year. People have been asking, will you go? And the answer is... Absolutely not. No, because I'm not standing outside with a bunch of people screaming in a a mud filled concert. I'm just not doing it. Okay. I don't, I don't enjoy concerts at all anymore because quite simply people don't know how to behave. They don't know how to have a community experience. I'm also five, four. And when I go to a concert, if I'm anywhere from the fourth row back, all I see are people's phones. Like I can't see shit. Yeah, There's not a heel true. high enough for me to wear. And I've tried yeah. that as well. So <laughs> I just watch things on YouTube now rather than go out in public. I haven't left my house in seven years. All yeah. right, let's move on. Don Lemon has apparently settled his beef with CNN. They have paid him reportedly $24.5 million. I don't know if that's just to be like, sorry. Yeah, sorry bye. we fired like, you when just, that maniac was here, but here you go. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, We're, he's been on the list to fix for some time now. We've just, yeah, never I took him, to I him. took him off though. It's like, what, what is, what is he going to do? I don't know. You know, like what's yeah. he going to do? Like not really anything. Well, he's a millionaire and Don Lemon also say what you want. He is fucking gorgeous. So he said, he said, I could, if someone gave me 24 million, I, I would invest it. Why well, no, off it for the rest? You of would life. never see me again. I'd be like, bye. Mm-hmm. Like it would be. <laughs> I, you would see me once a year when I would invite you to my very nice house in a car service and be like, here you go. Come eat dinner with us. And now goodbye. Like that. Yeah. I would be out gone, baby gone. Period. I would even Sorry. do that dinner virtually. I wouldn't yeah, even show like, up. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> a hologram of you would come to my door. <laughs> um, Let's go down South. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are in Australia because Taylor is is not done performing this show that she's been assaulting everyone with for the past year. But of note is that Taylor's father apparently assaulted a photographer while they were down there uh, after hours. I don't know if the photographer got handsy or whatever, but I guess Mr. Taylor Swift, Daddy Swift, had to punch him. And it turns out that this photographer is someone who one of our favorites, Nicole Kidman, had a restraining order against no. a while back for bad behavior. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't see that twist coming. That's no, fun. Right? Right? I mean, well, that's, I mean, well, that right there, the whole world sides with Nicole. So, like, oh, yeah. What, yeah mean, you know what I mean? Like, anyone with any kind of knowledge, like, anything is right. like, this man is a monster, like a menace to society right. and should be put in jail. So, Taylor Swift's dad finishing the job that yes, Nicole like, Kidman Yes, started. thank you. Yeah, we're, like, saluting him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, really quick, just to make 
old people feel older while listening to this podcast. Monica Lewinsky has turned 50 years old. 5-0. Wait, I'm not done with Taylor, though. Go back. Let's do it. I want to say the stories have kind of died down since the Super Bowl, and I'm finally feeling relief. Do you agree? Oh, for sure. We need a break. Yeah. Like, Taylor Swift wears socks, like, is not a story anymore. Like, and I'm, like, feeling great about that. Well, I hope you enjoy this moment because it's about, like, (sighs) we are about to enter a fever dream of Taylor versus Beyonce for the rest of 2024. Their, al- their so, albums are coming out do within it. weeks of each I other. I know I've said it, but like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You'll These- hear in this episode, me talk about this more, but like, it's too much. Like, I can't do it anymore. Well, we're just getting a brief break to soak up the Academy Awards. And once the Oscars have died down, we are back to the world that Taylor and Beyonce are running for us who run the world these two girls yeah what okay when does it turn when do we as a society turn from taylor being like the biggest thing in music to being a billionaire that we hate that's the question um because she's now a billionaire say there's a considerable chunk of society that might already be there like i'm just saying like when does her music and who she is like like anyone that's like, why does Jeff Bezos go to space? Like Taylor's now in that camp, money-wise. Yeah. So it's like, we're at a crossroads. And if well, you don't think we are, we are. Well, she might, maybe she'll run for office. I mean, I don't know what she's supposed to do now. She's only like 34 or 35 years old. She already owns the world. Like that sort of power and wealth scares me because it's like, if I'm her, I am sitting at home in a mansion with Seamless on speed dial and just getting fat and watching Netflix from start to finish. That's what I'm doing. Like when you are accomplishment, what do you do? Like what you're the standard for everybody. What are you supposed to do? Just maybe she'll run for office. Who knows? Anyway, Monica Lewinsky. Speaking of running, speaking, speaking of, running, of for running for office, somewhat Monica Lewinsky is 50. I don't know the magazine that's done this photo shoot with her, but please Google it because she looks absolutely gorgeous and she's 50. So if you woke up feeling young, I have news for you. You're not. And neither is Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky is 50. Never married. I really always hoped that she would like settle down with someone who could look past all the bullshit, but I guess that's not possible for her. No. It's too much. She's too much. And then she like made her, which I'm glad that she did this, but she like talked about basically like what happened to her is like her now her whole platform of like, this is wrong. Right. Which is correct. And that she should be, but it's like now her whole life revolves around like something that happened to her when she was a young person. Forever. You know, I mean, it's like she, yeah. Well, she has often billed herself as like the first victim Can't of cyberbullying, yeah. which I yeah. always thought was interesting and like kind of true, actually. It's true. Like, I believe I agree. The template. Yeah. But yeah, like when she goes on the Today Show, she'll also she she she's probably like, please let's not talk about Bill Clinton or yeah. And they're uh, like, the so and when she works away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about my place in history. I'm here to talk about horticulture or yeah. whatever her interests are. <laughs> But, you know, looking good is like 80% of it. And she does. So good for you, Monica Lewinsky. I know many people who know her and liaise with her and say that she is absolutely like truly the loveliest. I'm sure. Kindest person, you know, like not even in the face of 
her entire reputation just being about this one thing that she handles it actually better than you might think. I bet she's also someone we could get on this podcast too. Who would we fix? Should we get her to fix Bill or Hillary? Oh God, she wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't want her to do that. Moving right along. Let's talk about it. The, truly the elephant in the room, and we have left it for last, the Wendy Williams documentary. Heartbreaking. Whew. This was a lot. This Heartbreaking. was a lot. I think you and I are of the same opinion about this production. There's a lot of backlash. There are a lot of people complaining about it, being exploitive, and all this nonsense. Tell me if I'm, I'm paraphrasing what both of our opinions are, but I say not so. I think like heartbreaking in, I don't want to say educational because it's, it's a little too pedantic, but li- like you are seeing someone who is a well-known public figure struggle with dementia. That is not something you ever get to see. And I think. Agree. I would say at least as eye-opening as it is heartbreaking. It wasn't reading exploitive to me. I'm sorry. Maybe. And in this country, we want those people to go away and not be seen because we don't want to deal with it. 100%. And and this is showing you on a fucking silver platter what happens whenever this happens to you. Do you know what I mean? And that is, we want them in in a nursing home away from society where they go and go crazy and whatever. To the point where we are showing this woman suffering with this ailment and people are just screaming. They don't want to see it at all. Even viewing a person in this state is considered exploitive because you don't want to have to witness it because we all know that what she's going through now could happen to any of us. There ain't no rhyme or reason when it comes to dementia. Now I know her son says that her dementia is alcohol induced. I don't know if there's a way you could, prove that. And I'm, I'm not a doctor, but dementia and aphasia, this is something that affects so many people willy nilly. People don't like to see things that could possibly happen to them. And they brand it like, this was embarrassing. Why did Lifetime do it? Honey, you saw the trailer. You knew what this was going to be. There were no surprises here. Everything you needed to know about Wendy Williams, you saw in the trailer for this doc that shocked the world. All watching the doc did was unpack it. I mean, it's a very sad story for a billion reasons, but exploitive, eh, not feeling it. I also think that you're showing someone who is in a vulnerable position where if maybe this wasn't happening, they would be preyed upon by someone. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. We now all know versus now it's like Wendy has this new boyfriend who's 20 and is like taking all of her money. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And we're like, huh? Sure. Why? Oh my God, she's crazy. And right. it's like, no, because she has, she's out of her mind and doesn't know what, what's what. And now this person is like siphoning all of her money into his pockets. And I'm being very like alarmist about it, but it's like, this is the person that like Jen Shaw preyed upon. Do you know right. what I mean? To like right. get money. This is the person who like is donating all their social security money to like random political campaigns that don't exist. This is the person who, you know, said, oh my God, there's kids that need money where? And then sending it to like, I'm scamming you.org. You know what I mean? Like that's totally, that's what this is. So like, I mean, is it heartbreaking? Yes. Do we hate watching it because it's like horrifying? Yes. Is this the biggest explanation of why she just one day disappeared off of television and never was seen again? Yes. Sure. Like, sure. 
not everything is exploitive is what I'm trying to get. Well, first of all, anything you watch anywhere, someone's making a dime off of it, including this podcast. So it's not like everything exists so you can make money. However, I think the merit of the actual documentary is being sort of trampled on because we now have an explanation for everything. everything. For when she passed out, dressed as the Statue of Liberty, that is square one. For this. Yeah, and so yeah. you're seeing someone who was as a celebrity in your life every day for years. And for people in New York, we knew who she was years before she had this talk show and was on the national scale. Like she was already a legend in New York before she was introduced to the masses. She made a name for herself in a space where you didn't find many women of color when Wendy Williams started. Of course. Out. And even though she was polarizing and said some fucked up shit, I mean, we do that on this podcast every week, but I think the backlash is sort of a little, uh, it's a little disingenuous to me because you're seeing the effects of dementia on someone in real time. Like we've seen what's happening to Wendy Williams, to people in our families and our friends' families. And that's what this is. That's how I took the documentary. I mean, she's in a very sad state because we know who she was before. And that's what, dementia and aphasia does to people. It, it removes their personality. Instead of being forthright about it, what did they do? Bump her right off TV and hide her away. Exactly right. what they, everyone wants. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm bringing it back to what I said at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of being like, hi, this is what's happening. She can't do this show anymore because she's not capable of doing it. We right. would be overwhelmingly supportive of her. But instead... It's like a sleight of hand, like she's gone and we never see her again. And unless this documentary would have came out, we just would have seen her pop up on TikTok in the grocery store sometimes being like, I'm coming back. You know what I mean? Like Right. And that's the difference because they weren't forthright about what was going on with her. And maybe they didn't know. I mean, it's possible nobody knew. You know, she was going through the end of her marriage and how this was. I don't what? believe that for one solitary second. That you no think that they like, knew that she was suffering from dementia years 100%. back that it was happening? No, I don't think years back. I think once they had to get her off TV, they were like, oh, she can't do this anymore because she doesn't right. know where she is. That's what I think. And, and, and if I have no proof of that. I'm just, that's my Sure. Opinion. Well, we don't care about facts here anyway, so <laughs> let's just keep going. If she or anyone had said something about her condition, no one would be looking at this documentary saying, oh, it's exploitive. Oh, this is heartbreaking. They would just say, this is what happens to someone. Sometimes this happens to people and it sucks. And that's it. But, you know, her sisters, her son, I know there's a lawsuit and all sorts of shit and people are screaming, but like her family was involved. She's not only surrounded by people who are taking advantage of her. Is she surrounded by people who are taking advantage of her? Yeah, 100%. All all celebrities are. Make no mistake about it. All of their family members that probably just want the money from this documentary (laughs) and that's why they're suing. Right, right. But apparently she has a conservator that no one knew about, like a legal guardian who is the one making a lot of legal noise Again, that's its own problem. Like, right. who is that person? What? Yep. It, like, we're we're not getting fooled by this again, Mister Spears mm-hmm. and Mrs. Mm-hmm. Spears. I trusted you, death to all of them. Like to quote her uh, herself, I don't like that. Like that she had a conservator the whole time. Like we need to now know who this is. This is a Britney Spears redux. And then they want to guess what's going to happen. This random person that we, no one fucking knows even exists takes every single penny she has and puts her in a fucking mental institution. That's what happens. Strangely enough, Wendy Williams' conservator is Jamie Kevin Spears Federline. Is that, it's, it's Kevin Federline. 
Everything oh, can you next. imagine? Can you imagine if it was like, what is that woman's name? Lou, Lou Taylor and Jamie Spears. We would burn them to the ground. Is Lou Taylor the name of Britney's conservator? That's the woman that was like started that company that would like conserve her. Yeah. You know what we haven't done on this podcast in a long time? Hey, y'all. It just needed to be said. <laughs> she has been She's blissfully- quiet. She's quite, she's been posting like white squares and just like some novels on Instagram. I'll tell you what though, this just occurred to me in a flash. Britney Spears could literally stop the world on its axis if on March 15th, just for no reason, before either of these other two bitches takes over 2024, she, she just drops an album. She like, won't. Would she's that not. be the greatest fucking Dominic, moment? It's, no. <sighs> it's never, I mean, yes, it would be the greatest moment. It's not happening. So this is what I'm going to do in her place. On this podcast, we're going to release an album of covers sung as Britney Spears <laughs> in advance of Beyonce and Taylor's albums coming out. Check this space in March. We're going to be out doing them before these albums Give come me out. like one line. Give me like one line. Hey, y'all, do you believe in life after love? <laughs> We're going, we're going to do all the hits. We're doing all the hits. That's not even one of her songs. No, she's just doing covers of other oh, people's God, songs. It, got it, yeah, got not it. of her own songs. We're already got done it, that. Got it, got it, got it. But this is why, like, we were like, Wendy, just get on Instagram live. Everyone will, like, be with you. Like, this is why she's not there. Like, this is why her right. podcast doesn't exist. This is why she hasn't just, like, gone to another network. This is why she hasn't, like, it makes, this all makes sense now. And- mm -hmm. Everyone's mad because you got tricked, you know? Yeah. Everyone thought, oh no, she's gone or whatever. And it's, it makes sense now. And that's why everyone's mad. Speaking of Wendy Williams. Yeah. It was your birthday. What on this earth does Wendy Williams have to do with it? Like, speaking of other <laughs> old people with dementia, yeah, it was yeah, your birthday, Dominic. Don't know, yeah, I'm reminding you that it was your birthday. <laughs> was it? <laughs> on Sunday, how was it? We had a lovely time, a lovely time. My OGs and I had a lovely brunch at the sponsor of today's broadcast, Little Ruby's Cafe. Now, are they the actual sponsor? No. Do we have an opening? Yes, Ruby, yes. call us. Yes. Ding dong. Your parents were there, I saw. It made, made me it was extreme, a lovely day. extremely jealous. My mother was so annoyed you weren't there. She I literally, know. at a certain point, leaned over and was like, tell Chris I'm very disappointed he's not here. I was skiing. I couldn't. I would have raced home if I would have, like, if I could have, but I, I couldn't. I know I didn't give anyone enough notice. I was just like, I wasn't going to do anything for my birthday this year. And at the last minute, I was like, let's just have a brunch. Because one of the main reasons to live in New York City is to have brunch in the West Village on Sundays and then just go from bar to bar until someone has to put you in an Uber. It's one of the top five reasons to live in New York. Correct. And I don't understand why I don't live in the West Village. Oh, because it's because I can't afford it. But someday, <laughs> someday I will. And thank you for your birthday wishes. And to all of our listeners as well. So many of you uh, reached out and I greatly appreciate it and love you. And I'm grateful to be here. Another one, another trip around the sun, as they say. Yeah. I've lied about my age so much that I genuinely don't even know what it is. That's I rely on true. Facebook people I went to high school with to tell me at this point. <laughs> oh my God. Let's speaking of very special days. Let's talk about this special day. We have for you today a very special episode of Fixing Famous People. It's an extravaganza. It is a crossover. Chris, 
Tell us everything, please. We, in an unprecedented move, we are doing a crossover episode with the hilarious Substack and podcast, How to Be Less Old. Our reigning episodic champion, Deanna Chang, and her co-host, Emily Foster, of How to Be Less Old. They are breaking down all of the trends, the things that Gen Z and Gen Alpha are doing, all the things that us two old people were like, huh, what's this? They think this? They're worried about blank? What is a tomato girl? Like, blah, blah, blah. All of these things, they're in the trenches. Speaking of journalistic integrity and people that deserve Peabody Awards, they're in the trenches of TikTok, of social media, out in the streets with these young people asking them about why they do the things that they do. And they're reporting on it. It's beautiful. And we are here to fix all of these Gen Z trends that you hear on Instagram that are fucking ridiculous. That is what we're doing. It is not your standard FFP fair, but I will tell you that this episode is for me as the elder stateswoman of this broadcast, <laughs> a complete education. The yeah. amount of terms and bullshit that I learned from this discussion is, uh, I won't say it's reshaped my life, but it's definitely crammed it with even more useless information than I had before. And you're going to enjoy it. It's terrible. This is terrifying. And you should buckle up because humanity is lost is really what it is. Because <laughs> the things we learn in this are shocking and wowie wee wow. It's bad. And if you like this episode, please head on over to How to Be Less Old. They have a sub stack where they write articles and do a podcast and it is absolutely hilarious and informative. That's so right. and we'll without further back. ado, we will fix Gen Z right after this short break. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we have an un- Unprecedented crossover episode for all of you. The ladies. This means of there how- is no precedent. There is no precedent for what's happening here. <laughs> None. <laughs> the ladies from How to Be Less Old, as you know her on this podcast, Miss Deanna Chang, and introducing Miss Emily Foster from the How to Be Less Old Substack and Podcast. Welcome. We, I mean, listen, I hit you guys up. I said, listen. These trends are out of control. How do we deal with the younger generation? We need experts to come on and talk about Gen Z and Gen whatever the hell fuck is after that. And you guys said, well, we need them to be fixed. So it, we're you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, correct? That's what we're correct. doing here tonight. Absolutely. Love it. 
Okay. Fix what we must. What a pleasure. I mean, in an intro and a, just a delight to be having a very special episode. It feels like such a throwback. I mean, and introducing Emily Foster is like, you know, when they would do that <laughs> yeah, on the yes. TV shows. <laughs> it's the Heather Locklearyest Le- thing that's ever happened on this yeah, podcast. Co- I will tell correct. you that for sure. Correct. And Deanna is, joins us as our reigning Fixie Award champion for best episode. And like, congratulations. Do you want to just drink that in for a second, Deanna? Yeah. Gosh, it's actually a lot to drink in. And it's almost too much to hold, to be honest, like in my body. (laughs) I mean, you're royalty on our podcast. I'm surprised your appearance wasn't preceded by a writer of some sort about how we were supposed (laughs) to look or how we were to address you when you arrived here. Well, you know, I'm already uh, very concerned about this episode not going well after that, but I think it will. I think it will. (laughs) No, I feel like we're all on the same wavelength. Yeah, I do too. For those that may not be familiar, let's talk about how to be less old. What's going on? Fantastic. So we basically try our darndest to understand the youth. It's an ongoing project. Some days it feels like why? Because they are unknowable. And yet this is the work we do. We do it day in and we do it day out. And you really are boots on the ground, like reporting, investigative journalism is what's happening. Yep. Yeah. I I think Dominic would enjoy this. This isn't to say, Dominic, where is your subscription to our Substack? I'm not saying that. It absolutely is. I mean, it's also that. It's not like you're directly (laughs) saying that, but we can interpret your tone differently. Go ahead. However you want to kind of interpret that. But (laughs) we had a podcast several years ago called How to Be This Old. And then we were talking because Emily went to get her back worked on. And the woman, you know, it, was she a chiropractor or this was my adjacent? physical therapist? Physical therapist. Physical therapist. Very okay. Twenty six, maybe, maybe, right? But like a professional woman of sorts. Yes. On my sixth visit with her, she said, "As I'm leaving, oh, you know what? I know what it is, Emily. You're suspicious. Your personality is suspicious." And I immediately just called Deanna. We went out for drinks and I said, I'm so lost in this comment. (laughs) Yeah, like it hit you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. I mean, I was offended. There were tears, but I was like, it does this even warrant tears. I don't know what happened to me, but a medical professional maybe insulted (laughs) me and I'm not even sure. May I pose some (laughs) questions about this incident before we move forward? I would love that. How old was the offender? I think about... Like 26 is what I'm guessing. Okay. Did they say suspicious or did they say sus? Is question the full number two. word. Suspicious. The full word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that resonates. Because we had learned, like we learned sus back about back five years day. ago. We, le- we okay. learned it. So okay. then when she said, what does this mean? We were like, I don't know, but we, I guess we have to revive our podcast, turn it into a Substack, and get to work because there's things we don't know. We still don't entirely know what she meant, but we did get closer, right, Emily? We did. We did. What did we get to? Well, I believe someone told us, a youth told us yeah, it was yeah. not an insult. Yes. And then yes. I felt even more ridiculous because I had never went back. 
You guys, I never went back. So you never followed up with her to find, to ask her directly what it meant. That would be really mature, Dom. And no, I did not. (laughs) Wow. Emily was like, you know what's suspicious? Me not showing up here again. Am I dead? You'll never know. I think it is suspicious that you didn't go back. I think you validated what she said, actually, because I would have been there... 45 minutes later and say, just one more thing. What the fuck did you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dominic wouldn't even have left. He would have confronted them right then and there. So that's the difference. Yeah. I probably yeah. would have. Was it a, was it a woman? Was it a woman it who said it? Mm-hmm. Very much so. I would have smacked her probably right on the spot. <laughs> of course. I would never hit him. I would never smack a man because they kicked the shit out of me, but a woman, a light slap just for using the word. She would have appreciated like it. Back of your hand. Yes. <laughs> yes. With a feather. I would have hit her with a feather. I carry one with me for that purpose. Dear God. Okay, writing the ship. So Dominic and I were having martinis at the duplex one night. And I said, Dominic, everything now is cosplay. That's where we start. And then with this, that snowball started rolling. And I was like, we need to get the girls here. We need to unpack this. Because I was like, Mm -hmm. everything that we do, like the younger kids, I feel like everything they do is cosplay. Everything is a... Like the trends, like we're obviously talking about the mob wife aesthetic, which we'll get into, but even like the Barbie movie, like everyone had to like go out and buy a pink outfit to like wear to the Barbie movie that they've never worn ever again. Correct? It's so true. And I think part of it might be that like, they are the youngest sibling who has inherited this like estate sales worth of eras, you know, like not to be all Taylor about it, Mm -hmm. but like... So Mm -hmm. they are playing dress up. They are 100%. It just feels like so everything is a costume. Like nothing is like, oh, I'm doing style and this and that. It's like everything is like, I might've got this at Spirit Halloween. It might be a Legs Avenue, like slutty blank, like enter whatever word you want to say here, costume, Mm -hmm. period, done. Am I wrong at all? Like, No, I think there's something to that. But when we say these people, we should really specify, like if we're speaking about Gen Z in particular, let's give the listeners, what, what's the age range we're okay, talking so about? These people were born between 1997 and 2013. So their ages 27 <laughs> to 11. That's Yowza. what we're doing. Dom just Yowza. put his head in his yeah. hands. I, I, need, I need salts. Were people even born during any of those years? This is where I'm at. I didn't even know. That. I thought there was just a wasteland of no people coming from there. How dare they even be born? Go on. It's alarming. Would you be open to us just like running down a few fashion trends with oh, their um, names please, and just please, seeing where we please, land? Please. Okay. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe you can tell us which one maybe you want to hear a little bit more of, but we've got Coastal Grandma, Tomato okay. Girl. Okay, stop, stop. Okay, okay. I don't know. What, what are we talking How dare about? You what are these? Breeze past Coastal Grandma as if that wasn't an immediate all, all halt <laughs> and immediate unpacking. Go continue. Okay. What, no, to what was the question, second one? What was the second one? We're not one? there yet, Dominic. I don't Tomato something, but I'm not past Coastal Grandma. Coastal, coastal grandma, grandma and tomato something. Okay. These sound tomato like tomato girl. Ep- to- these are these episode titles from the Golden Bachelor cuz that's what they sound like <laughs> to me both of these. Oh my god, those do. You know, yeah, Susan was 
Susan is pretty much tomato girl <laughs> and also like corporate baddie, if we're being yeah. honest. But yeah, yes. Coco Grandma, just to it's like a, you're, you're going with a crisp linen. You're looking like you've retired to the beach. You have a big garden okay. and you're, you know, you're you're getting your farmhouse style. on. OK, I'm enjoying that. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. You know, no. it's pretty chill. Yeah. Okay, tomato In terms girl. Of like what can be? Mm-hmm. Tomato girl. We're going to be wearing a lot of reds, so just of course, like obviously, and that's yeah, something hello. you're going to find as we go through these is that you might want more nuance, but the truth of the matter is, it's very simple. Like, and you're going to okay. wonder why it's a thing, and yeah. there's not going to be a lot of answers. You're just going to have to <laughs> have radical acceptance. This you know? is the world, okay. the world that you two live in every day. Is like, why is this this way? Like, <laughs> unclear. It doesn't make any sense, and here we are. Right? It's like they exactly. just slapped a name on it, and everyone was like, yeah. "Yep." That's it. That's well, the one. That might be the problem that we're going to get to. Like after we go through this, like we might have to discuss yeah. if that is the actual problem here that we're fixing. But go ahead. Well, and it's a problem and and we can like talk about what came first, the chicken or the egg. Who's setting the tone for this? Is it real? Is it not real? Like what's yeah. happening? <laughs> but a tomato girl, she's going to be in like a lot of red picnic appropriate costumes, little dresses, head scarves, again, linen pants, some espadrilles, you know, but Mm -hmm. a lot of red and white and maybe some little bit gingham going on there. And she's going to look fresh and she might have a basket with strawberries in it. And that's her vibe, guys. Okay. Okay. All right. I've, I'm, I see and this. This is just okay. a style of... We're just speaking of general styles of dress of this generation and, and how they categorize just, it. Yes. This is yep. like trends that are occurring or have occurred okay. within the last year or so. And okay. if you were to hop onto your Twitter or your most likely your TikTok and throw in hashtag tomato girl. Tomato girl. girl. You're going to see some of this, you know. Like, are they saying this is my favorite tomato girl outfit? Like, swish around in an outfit. Yes. Yes. Or just examples of hashtagging. Okay, got it. Got it. Tomato girl. You know, never forget. Have we lost you, Dom? (laughs) No, no. Um, I was just wondering. (laughs) No, I'm here. I'm here. I was trying to whisper without anyone hearing, hey, Siri, what's TikTok? But I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of all the listeners. No, I know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. It's a problem. Maybe, maybe that's what we're actually fixing today, but we haven't gotten there yet. But let's see. Let's go on to the next. What, what will the next one be? Sure. Sandpaper thighs. I mean, these are getting so <laughs> so creative. <laughs> Emily, what do you got there? You know, let's let's skip to a frazzled English woman. No, that's Stop. not real. That's not it real. Is. It Guys, is. I don't believe you. It is. <laughs> we didn't believe us either. And yet, here we are. <laughs> now, I almost have a different view of this entire generation. Now you're warming up. Now you're <laughs> I warming love up. frazzled English woman. I mean, I think I'm kind of giving a little frazzled English woman today. I mean, she's like, she wears cardigans. She has her hair a little crazy. She's Kate Winslet in yeah, the holiday, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like she's, yeah, yeah. she's struggling. Yeah. She doesn't have her life together. She's lost, <laughs> no. but she's also wearing vests, oh, tights, and know. skinny scarves. Just I don't know. Maybe a claw clip. 
But again, Maybe. like this is like they plucked this out of a movie and now this is what people are. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, we, yes, again, cost, we these are all costumes, right? Right. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. actually a thing. They were like, like this let's give style. this a name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. This is so, it's so much worse than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Do we have, what else can you hit me with? Give me another good one. Sure. Frazzled English um, Woman was really. Frazzled English Woman is hard to top. Well, it's also who we, that is Dominic and I. We are frazzled. Like, it is my size. I feel like I've just been born today. I feel like yeah. I found my birth certificate. Emily just handed it to me. It was like, you're a frazzled English woman. Of course. Of course I am. See the size of my scarves? <laughs> well, you know what is nice? I will say this. Like, just hearing you identify with frazzled English woman, what I like about it is that, you know, <laughs> I was just looking at a lot of pictures growing up, right? And I'm like, we are just simply in clothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just jeans that don't have a particular fit to them and shirts that also don't have a particular fit to them. And then maybe our hair is doing things, you know, but yeah. like early nineties, like I know it can be more specific than that, but a lot of times it was just clothing on your body, you know, and there's something nice to be like popping into your closet and giving yourself a directive, like, you know what? I am a frazzled English woman. Let me kind of pull some things that speak to that aesthetic and feel like I'm doing something as I make my way out the door. Okay. Okay. You never know the day you're going to meet your Jack Black, you know? So you might as well. And the, oh. <laughs> you're, you're feeling the vibe. You're feeling the emotion of it. Yeah, like I am a frazzled English woman. Are like you? I, I didn't know this about either of you. This is a nice reveal. <laughs> well, I do think we both have frazzled English women personalities for sure. Yeah, I think sure. fashion-wise, I definitely trend more toward a frazzled English woman. And Chris is definitely more of a mob wife, but already was a mob wife, I think. But I think like coastal grandma, like my dream is coastal grandma. Right. That's your highest self. Yeah. Like white mm -hmm. button down, crisp white button down shirts with like mm -hmm. nice pants and like a nice boot. That's a coastal grandma, right? Is that like, are, sure. we, are we doing like, is this like Diane Keaton and something's yes. got to give? No, yes, yes it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. Like that okay. is coastal grandma is Diane Keaton and something's got to give, right? I, I love right. that. It's or sort of Meryl like Meryl Streep and it's complicated. Yes. Yes. Same, the same. Literally the same character. Yes. Which yeah. we love. Like absolutely like not a note difference between them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So any other ones that stand out? Obviously we know the mob wife is sure. one. But that, I mean, and sure. mob wife's, uh, yeah. Mob wife aesthetic is like really coming in strong. That one took over. Like that, that got to really, me. Like I haven't heard Tomato Girl before. I haven't heard no. Frazzled English Woman, but I've heard Mob Wife Aesthetic, you know? Yeah, I mean, just we'll let, leave you with Corporate Baddie and then we'll move on to Ooh, Mob Wife Aesthetic. <laughs> corporate Baddie is I like Megan the, Megan the Stallion in like a pantsuit. That's right. Okay, yeah, thank that you. That is absolutely okay. All right, I'm catching you. on. With a, like, and you're going to be in your bold colors, you know, you're going to yeah, yeah, yeah. have an edge as you make your way through your day at your workplace. And you are always thinking as you go through your day, I am a corporate baddie. And that's yeah, helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's like a directive. Right. But yeah, that's exactly you know, what it is. You're dressing for the part. So right. to your point, Chris, to, again, again, it is dress up. You're in a costume. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you're not I, like I going to work in a nice, yeah. 
Go ahead, Dominic. It is very much corporate baddie is sending me instantly down the path of eventually we do find out that queer people of color invented virtually everything. And these are categories at a ball. Like corporate baddie is executive realness from Paris is burning. It's literally the same thing. Never even put that together. You are so fucking right. That's, oh my God, wow. Wait. Because I'm not just a middle-aged faggot occasionally. I am (laughs) always that. And I'm only thinking of Paris is burning at all times. Guys. I, by the way, as am I. That is one movie I have mm. watched many, many, many mm. times. And it always is there for me. And it will will always be important. Very important. Guys, I'm breathless. Uh, to quote yeah, Deanna. Because kind of that is what this is. Mm-hmm. It is a ball. It. Like, can you look? Because wasn't the one, I'm trying to think of the one thing when it's like, it was literally like military, like was the category. And the guys yeah. were like, can they look like soldiers? Like, it wasn't like military and it's like a drag queen with like two tank boobs. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, right. like it's torpedo boobs. Like it was realness. It was like realness. it really was right. like, look like a soldier. Yeah. Like that's what we're getting. Wow. I'm about to blow your minds even further because oh, you know what? Ge- wow. I'm going to say this. What You know what Gen Z is in its totality? It's Paris is burning. Taylor's version, the entire generation. That's all they are. We're done Whoa. here. Thank you for listening. To yeah, Deanna's been blown back in her seat. She's like, she's <laughs> hurt. She's <laughs> injured. She's injured. She's injured. She's been, she has been hit. <gasps> Taylor's version. Ooh. It's like, you know, in Paris is Burning, queer people of color were kept out of some of the realness that they were cosplaying in that right ball right and so is that also happening here because i think it is i don't know is a corporate baddie actually showing up in a corporate location or Or, is that corporate baddie marching to starbucks yeah like like, is that her ball is the ball the starbucks on the corner in her suit Right. With colorful moments. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is she, lit- yes. is she litigating like as a corporate baddie, like, or not? Like, is no. court in session, like, unclear? Well, here's the thing executive realness from the queer community in the 80s was about they had to pretend to be something because those doors weren't opening for them. Yeah. For a Gen Z person, it's sort of similar where they're doing these things that they don't want to put the work into to see if they can even become those on their own. They're just proclaiming that they're a victim of that same culture and dressing up as tomato girl. That's it. Slam. The way I think a younger generation even thinks about how to make money or what to monetize is so different than Mm. we didn't have those avenues. And we never thought of like to be a solopreneur was just not even, you know, on anyone's, no one talked about that. I can't think of one person I went to high school with who had that in mind, you know? No. And with influencing and starting up your own niche, this, that, or the other, you can eke out your career and your job right. and your money and your cash flow in a way that we have a hard time processing, I think. 
What, what do you think about that? Agreed. Why not just dress up as Tomato Girl and get a bunch of views and then get money for like Tomato Girl outfits? Right? right. Like why send your resume to 900 companies that are going to reject it when you could just be Tomato Girl? Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Like, Right. You know, like it sounds pretty fucking good to me. Sounds Carry a basket great. of strawberries and wear linen pants. Hello. And it you might know? be like the weird backlash of growing up and, you know, with tons of video games that we also didn't have in terms of like entering these virtual worlds. Yeah. Where you could be anything. You create your whole persona. And now that's how they're kind of just interacting. We're going through the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Really- You're like a living avatar. Like this is what I'm creating. I'm popping this on it and this on it. And here we go. It doesn't yeah. need to be more. Th- I don't have to put the 10 years in to earn my corporate baddie like situation. I'm just going to be a corporate baddie. Right. That's right. Yeah. How can I help you? And like, not for nothing, even like the video games in the virtual worlds that I played when I was a kid, like not to quote Dominic's favorite thing ever, but the Sims, like you had one outfit in the Sims one and that was it. Like you weren't, you weren't changing it up. You weren't doing this and that. Like you picked your outfit and that was it for life until you would (laughs) kill your, drown your Sims in the pool eventually. Like you were in there and that was it. Like these days they have even just random, your, your bitmoji on your phone is like, could be whatever it wants to be and look like a a unicorn or a person or a dragon or a whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's Mm -hmm. so much of that. That's like, whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, that even me as some, a millennial was like, we didn't even have that much like online situation where we could just like be whoever right. we wanted. I don't know. No, there was it's less so, opportunity yeah. because, you know, you covet, to quote Hannibal Lecter, you covet what you see. Oh, God. And so <laughs> when I was a kid, there were five channels. And so I would look at the Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour or Carol Burnett and say, there we go. That's what I want to be. And now yeah. when kids are raised with a tablet and no shade, I mean, if I had kids to keep them quiet, I would put them in a room f- full of, t- full of tablets on top volume, You mostly just to drown them out. But they're, they're being <laughs> exposed to a world that even with parental controls is exponentially more distracting than what life was for someone like me as a kid. You know, I mean, they're like, by the time they're five years old, you know, it's not firefighter, policeman, astronaut. Like they're talking about, you know, becoming crypto pioneers and uh, AI engineers and all sorts of other shit that I wouldn't know how to go about doing that now. And I'm an educated adult. And they just, they live in a very different world. They live in a world where they are being smacked with information Mm -hmm. from birth now at this point. There was no break from it. For those of us that are a little older, we at least lived a third or a half of our lives without all of this stuff Mm -hmm. burying us in insecurity and quote unquote opportunity. And now it is a, they are just different. You know, they are, it is a generation of very different human beings. I mean, I I think really just like- the World War II came back and then they, they gave birth to hippie children. They kept they looked at each other for decades and just said, who <laughs> are you people? I think Gen Z is the, the new who are you people. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I think Gen X and, you know, millennials, I think that they and we have our own 
sort of language. Like every generation is different, but Gen Z just, as Gen Z would say, they just hit different. You know, they're they're yeah. they're oh, a different wow. group of people. Oh Thank wow, you. Dominic! Yeah, I have two <laughs> nieces and a nephew. Thank you very much, and I listen to everything they say. Emily and I were talking too about like just the way we purchased. So. How can you become a tomato girl? But well, we can do it and we can have it in, in our doorstep tomorrow. Tomorrow right? we can like be a we tomato can, girl. We can have it there. Meanwhile, we were Rewind. looking through that JCPenney catalog and circling the number and asking our parents yeah. if we could do it, finally getting them to co-sign on a few items, picking up the phone dialing in like three to four weeks later, you would get your things, you'd try them on and you'd wear them because you didn't even know you could return whether they fit or not. (laughs) So that was it. Yeah. You know, it's a totally different time frame and idea of like, I can be this if I buy this, you know? Mm -hmm. I order from Amazon a lot, I would say, you know, well, maybe not like an obsessive amount, but enough that sometimes maybe months will go by where I haven't gone to a proper store to go shopping, like for more than one item. And then when I find myself having a list of things and I go to a Walmart or a Target, it feels like an absolute treat. I'm like, look, I can just get all these things myself and bring them home <laughs> today. Look, look how convenient it is to go to a store. Like it feels more yeah. convenient than waiting <laughs> yeah. even a day. And I think that all the time, I'm like, these kids don't, especially those who sort of, came into that sort of moment, like the transactional moment during COVID, they started ordering things online before they even went to a store with their own money. Yeah. 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 I didn't even think so about weird. that. It's weird. It's weird to Dominic, think about. This is too real. Yeah. You're, you're like hitting us with too much. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just like, well, you know, sometimes the, old, a little bit. the olds keep olding. I don't know what to tell you. I know yeah, I've been thinking, but <laughs> since we decided we were doing it and mm-hmm. I look at them and I'm yeah. listening to them and I'm almost like, You know, not in a get off my lawn way, but I almost feel bad for them because there's like a joy to human interaction on a level that we had that I don't think they will ever have. And I'm sure any of them who might be listening to this podcast are rolling their eyes and thinking, well, times are different. They are different. And in that way, they're better in a lot of ways. But in that way, I don't think that things are are better. Like I I think the way we socialize because of technology is you know, more fucked up than it was when uh, when we were growing up. Hopefully the more intelligent of them would know that. You just have to look at it, and this is, we're going to take it a little darker, but the suicide rates are so high and it has is that to true? be. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. For, for everyone, very much so mm-hmm. for children, but also just in general, it's a really an issue and a problem. And that's because of this, and maybe there'll be a dial turned where, the wiring changes and it doesn't feel so bad, you know, but it's damaging to have all this information coming at you at all moments of the day and to feel less than. And And the social aspect of just the way these kids interact with each other online is so alarming. Like people will have entire like secret Snapchat conversations about someone else they're all in on it. You know, they're interacting in the school day together with knowing that this whole other side chat is happening. It's so devastating on more than one level, yeah. right? Like we were just like talking shit behind each other's backs. This is like 
created to destroy. Yes. There's like so many ways to feel bad. Yeah. Not just like, oh, my shoes aren't as cool as the other kids. And now I feel like shit. It's like now everyone is a a Snapchat streak that I'm not in on. And it's like about me. and "Ah, Right. I would not do well. Well, I will say, I feel that it's starting to creep into... And I want to hit on the Barbie movie very quickly. And then we will talk about how mm-hmm. like mob wife aesthetic because mob wife aesthetic, I feel like is our version of this, these trends. Yeah. And we do, and we like, should lighten it up because these kids yeah. still are assholes. I want to be very, very clear about it. No offense, kids, <laughs> but that part is coming. I think there, I, people are still responsible for their own personal behavior. It doesn't matter what sort of, what generation you were born into. So I did, this isn't all just gloom and doom. Because I could see Chris getting nervous. He's just like, please remember this is a comedy. Sometimes I get yeah. very nervous <laughs> here and I can't help it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But he goes, like, yeah. Chris says, yeah. I'm, of course. A little bit, but <laughs> fearless feedback, Deanna. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I like it right in the moment, you know? So the Barbie movie comes out. Okay. Everyone my age is like, I can't wait for it. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get an out. Like everyone, we have to dress up. I feel any more that it's starting to seep in. And this is with the Barbie movie. This is Mm -hmm. with the Eras tour. This Mm -hmm. is with the Renaissance tour. These Mm -hmm. big tentpole, like summer, like it was, they were all summer. So summer thing, but like these big fun, like this is the hot thing to do. I have felt when I went to the Renaissance tour and whenever I went to the Barbie movie, it was like, Group thing. you need to buy a whole new outfit that you've never worn before so that you can wear it that one time. And it's probably mm. not an expensive thing. It's probably from Amazon and is like made out of chemicals and mm. will fall apart if it rains on you. But like, you need to buy like a new outfit. Like you need to have a whole outfit to go sit in a movie theater and watch the Barbie movie. Like yeah. I went with a bunch of friends. It was my one friend's, oh, Leanna Inzarillo, friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. her bachelorette party. Basically, we went and saw the Barbie movie and we did the whole thing of weekends and it was all Barbie themed. So they had Barbie everything, Barbie this, Barbie that, everything all over the place. I was like, I don't have anything pink, like especially not hot pink. I just don't. I have like one salmon colored like sweater. Other than that, I don't really wear pink. So I don't have anything Barbie-ish. And I was like, I'm not buying a pink shirt to like wear one time. Like I just like put my foot down. I was like, I will not do this. Did I wear a black and white Spice Girls t-shirt there? Yes. yes. Was that the basically the same thing? Yes. Sure. However, like every other person, including every person <laughs> in the theater minus me was in full pink outfits. So right. I was like, I'm not going to buy a new outfit just for this one day. And then I'm never going to wear this pink shirt ever again. Like I don't want to do it. And then renaissance tour same thing like where's your metallic cowboy hat where's your this like i wore like a very sheer bandana printed button down shirt but i wear it all the time and if you look on my instagram like i'm probably in four pictures in the same shirt like (laughs) i wore a cowboy hat but it wasn't metallic and it wasn't a disco ball horse and it wasn't blah blah you know what i mean I feel that like, and maybe not you guys get but like the millennials are being roped in so hard with these, like, we have to now cosplay every time we go do something fun. That's so funny. That it's drag. It's forced in. drag. It's forcible yes. drag. It's yes. peer pressured yes. drag. Yes. I mean, now that you framed it that way, I really can't see it as anything else. You're absolutely right. It's like, but one thing that Deanna and I were discussing, which was exactly this, is that there is sort of like 
a missing of community that we had coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. sort of what we felt like, oh, that's all, you know, Beyonce is going to ask us to wear Chrome. We will wear Chrome. You know, there's just sort of that feeling of like, we're all in this together. Let's do the thing. Let's okay. put on the show. That mm-hmm. makes sense. That makes sense. We all, yeah, we were thinking that and then thinking back to when we grew up with only several channels and we were all consuming the same thing that it feels nice because people's algorithm is so specific to them and people are so splintered off in many ways that to come together in that way and share something is also nice. You know, in addition to the community feeling, it's also like, you know, it's the same concept, but also the splintering off of, you know, what you're watching and consuming can feel strange as well. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of Halloween, tell us about Mob Wife Aesthetic Week. Yes. Okay. That was a beautiful segue. Um, Thank you. Boy, <laughs> was that fun. I mean, if you are going to dress up and you are, I mean, we weren't corporate baddies, but we were baddies. Yeah. Like Carmela Soprano herself. Good. Yeah. It felt yeah. so good to like put on a furry <laughs> You're like coat, settling into it again. I can see it. Hoops. <laughs> it's more what it did for my spirit, which just made me think, fuck you to everyone, which yeah. I mm. needed. Yeah. I needed it. I needed it. Yeah. I feel like Mob of Aesthetic is the one that we latched onto because we're like the group of people that like grew up watching The Sopranos. Like, do you know what I mean? Like every single one of us like <laughs> wanted to be Carmela Soprano at some point. And like, we're totally. now finally like have the right to do so. And it's not like white face Italian version. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, from Long Island. Hi, Dom. We know. But so Yay. it's it's just a, you know, hey. And I will send you guys in a, a group thread some throwback pictures that came my way yesterday and you will see what was going on. But, you know, it was a heightening of what's available. And I will say what felt really good was like a mob wife aesthetic is a little sexier you know, and you're dressing up for your man. That's like the mentality. And it's womanly. It is. It's very feminine with an edge and it's fun. It was just like, oh, I like this vibe. I'm feeling myself. I like my skinny jeans on. I like this little belt action. I like putting a little too much jewelry on. It was fun. How did you guys, we saw your picture. Well, sadly, Dominic and I just wore clothes that were in our closets already. We didn't have that to was our search, yeah, hide nor hair. Like we didn't have to go anywhere to get a full mob wife aesthetic look. Right. So right. the moral of this it? story is that Gen yeah. Z is dressing like us, basically. Yeah. Like, those were our actual outfits. And then when we showed up looking the way we did, we were like, oh, we're dressed like mob wives today in our normal clothes. And so we yeah, just like instead of just ourselves we were like oh i guess we both are mob wife aesthetic like yeah you were yeah i mean it was fun it was great i love my fur coat like i love wearing my italian leather white gloves Mm. like Mm. why do i own cream leather gloves from florence i don't know but i wear them every fucking day like people do stop they do stop chris on the street when he wears that coat they do like cat call after us when we are walking down the street 
Unless they're doing it to me because I'm typically dressed as big Ange uh, tits out as well. So it could be just motherfucking P. Less up to her. One of the greats. An actual icon. An actual icon. Yeah. Yeah. She is the mob wife. I know. So what else do you have to say? Because mob wife aesthetic is fun. Like that one I'm on board for. I don't know what to say now. Am I and now am I just that and everyone else was going out? Because Deanna, did you go? You had to go like get clothes, right? Like, did you go to the thrift store I saw on I the Substack? Yes. I went to the thrift store. I bought a bunch of stuff and then I ended up sending most of it back. But I had purchased like some knee-high suede boots over Christmas that were great and ready. Mm. I had that big like teddy bear, giant coat. I I got a bunch of Christmas stuff that really was at the ready. And then I did get a sweater off Amazon, but I love it so much. Little animal print. So, it, you know, truthfully, I did go out to buy, but I didn't really need to buy very much because I had what I needed. I just had to reformat but it. I think that's you the know? thing with Mob Wife. It's like, that's everyday wear. You know, there's nothing that you're mm-hmm. doing that feels so out of the box that you couldn't go to the grocery store or stop for gas. You know what I mean? It's like you are yeah. just looking good. Whereas some of these other, I don't know, it's like you're putting on a much bigger personality to do when you're trying to be a tomato girl or, yeah. you know. Tomato girl's gonna oh is God. just... She's it. Like, by yeah. the way, every this episode's called tomato girl. I don't know what else <laughs> yeah. it could ever be called. I just don't even know if I understand it. Like, I don't no. know yes, you what... Do. It's not it sounds like it, it sounds like a slur against Italian women, tomato girl. <laughs> I have to be God. honest. Like I don't yeah, even understand. Fucking tomato girl over here. Yeah. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> understand. Well, I don't, it's I, not. <laughs> yeah, it very well might be. That's the other thing we kind of like have come to is that a lot of these, Emily and I sit there and go, how can we know everything that's coming out? It's coming out so rapidly and there's no way to know it. And I was thinking, I used to work at the Apple store and I would watch when a person over 60 would hold an iPad for the first time. They were so clunky and confused and and they needed their oil. Like they were squeaky. Yeah. And a (laughs) three-year-old would pick an iPad up, zip, 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 zip just navigate around it like a pro, a three-year-old. So it Mm. is an intuitive device, but we have a lot of learning and we have our thoughts and how we feel about things. And I said, I think these kids with all of these trends and aesthetics and they're having fun with this, that, and the other, they're not taking it that seriously. And they're not, yes. Yes. Washing over them. Yes. Like mob wife aesthetic is over, right? Like, is anyone talking about mob mob wife aesthetic? Like, no. No. By the time this airs, God, they're gonna be like, what? Like, truly. That's the other thing, is that it's it's not even like a year trend. It's not even like everyone's wearing these shoes this year. Like it is truly for a week. And then which is even worse because like if it's Tomato so Girl is popping, she's popping until it's two weeks later and everyone's like, we're on Eggplant Girl. Like, <laughs> what are you even doing? Do you know Another what I mean? Slur. Like, mm-hmm. right? yeah. Yeah, boy, I, I did that one on purpose, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, pot- I'm Potato Girl. Like now we're French Fry Girl. Like that's what French Fry Girl is and God knows what that means. But like, 
it really is like week to week, the trends. How do you keep up? You don't. Yeah. Right. I guess you don't. Unless you are young and you feel pressured to. I mean, we're still going to dress like mob wives because we've already been doing it. Again, that's, I just, just wearing my own clothes. Can't, can't help that. Like, that's it. Yeah. (sighs) God. Wow. So much has, this was truly, the fact that Dominic hit us with, Oh, Harris, Harris is burning, is burning Taylor Taylor's Swift. version. Like, Swiftly, yeah. Yeah, immediately. Like, There's that was lot. 10 minutes in. The fact that that hit us so quick, like, I've been reeling since. So, I'm sorry. I just make everything gay. I just have Before, to bring it back. No, but you're, it was so right. And I've never even remotely thought about it that way. And that is what it is. Anything else we need to say before we kind of pitch our ideas of how to fix this quagmire? Oh. And like, we're talking about trends, like, you know, to, again, I'll never stop saying tomato girl. Now that you've never. given this to me, it's like, I am tomato girl. You're a tomato girl. We are tomato girl. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Like, tomato girl hashtag on every picture I ever post like, from now until infinity. But like, we're not even talking about like, you know, again, as a paid subscriber to how to be less old Substack. like I know about yes. like looks maxing and like beige flags and like, Blah, blah, blah. Like all these different things that like these two intrepid reporters have like been thrown across my desk day in and day out. Like we're just talking about like just clothing that they wear and say is like a (laughs) costume. Like there's all these other trends and terminology that is like so hyper blown up to be viral because they are like the viral generation that it's like we are scratching truly the surface. Well, to get more annoying, if we want to use some terms about the trends, what we're really talking about are micro trends and core aesthetics. Core aesthetics. Uh, is like, not exhausting though. Even those words are, ex- they exhaust me. That exhausts me. Yeah. It makes you hate the entire generation. Ugh. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Because like, remember like cottage core, like that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's one that we remember. Like that was one that broke through really. Yeah. All the cores, ballet yeah. core, yeah. a lot of core. Well, and then it was just like you wore something and they said that it was core. Core. Because what was the, wait, what was the one that was just like 90s core, but it was, what was that called? It was like plain Um, and like pastel color. Norm core. Oh, norm core. Remember that? Like this was, that was. those simpler days. (laughs) Yeah. That was with us and that held held its own (laughs) title for a really long time. You know, that was. The Seinfeld aesthetic, Normcore. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. Oh my God. That's what I meant by we just wore clothes, like Normcore. Yeah. You know? Normcore. Yes. Oh God. Everything is, an, and everything is a title. That's mm-hmm. another problem is that like nothing is just what it is. It's all like this aesthetic or this vibe or this, this. And it's like, no, I'm just like wearing, like, like I'm just simply wearing, I'm just existing. <laughs> That's everyone's fault. I don't know that like, I mean, they were yeah. sort of produced into that moment because like once, can we call it BuzzFeed or do we have to call it the BuzzFeed journalism aesthetic? The uh, <laughs> the BJ aesthetic. But just, you know, when everything started becoming listicle, you know, like when life just started yeah, becoming true. listicle, that was, that was an elevator shaft without an elevator in it with a direct express to Gen Z. Like once that started taking over <laughs> well, that processed was, well, thought, it was yeah. just over after that. Then everything just became yeah. a list. You know, what's what's shorter than a list? The title. 
Well, Dominic, I'm sorry to tell you that Dominic. That's our fault. That's the millennials' fault. Is the listicles? I, that's all. That. That's completely on us. And I, I have to live with you. that every day now. <laughs> but you are right. It really is. That really was like the beginning of all of this, which is uh, extremely upsetting to feel now that because it was definitely my friends that started all those listicles. Okay, Emily, you might not know this. Deanna does. Dominic and I are going to pitch what we think these people should do to fix the Gen Z trends. And by these people, our client is basically society, American society at large. And then you two <laughs> will decide. If you guys have a better pitch, go ahead and do that. But if not, you will decide who is the winner. She said we don't. <laughs> we don't. Definitely don't. <laughs> okay. I have to root this in my own experience. And I feel that I was in a quagmire when I was like, I don't want to buy a Barbie t-shirt. Like, I don't want to buy a metallic Renaissance t-shirt. I think there should be a company that is similar to Rent the Runway and all other various versions of that that is like called Trend Core or something of that nature that is truly like tomato girl outfits. Like, Boom, 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 boom. You can order them. They come to your door. Like truly ripping off Rent the Runway. There's reviews. There's people in the outfits. Like here's this tomato girl outfit. Here is mob wife aesthetic. Left, right, center. This, that way to Sunday. Here is coastal grandma, right? Here's mm -hmm. coastal grandma. Like the Christmas white shirts you've ever seen in your life. Frazzled. Wasn't frazzled English woman. English frazzled English, I'll never get over frazzled it. English woman outfits. Like, and then if they want to, not for nothing, to appeal to us, like other people, it's like this is Nancy Meyer's aesthetic. Like, here's all these outfits you can rent. Like, here's this. Here's for Era's tour. Like, has a whole. She has a whole collaboration with them. Beyonce has a whole collaboration. Like any artist can be like, I'm going to curate the outfits that you should wear to my show. And they can do huge collaborations with them. And it really is like a thing where I can rent this and then I know that I'm giving it back and that like someone else will use it when they do this exact same thing that I was doing instead mm -hmm. of buying the Amazon version and then throwing it in the garbage afterwards. Because there's we can't stop the trends. So I think that a way to buy everyone into it that is sustainable and like maps it out for us, I think really helps. That's so nice. Wow. That was such a like millennial pitch for <laughs> how to fix it. I love it. It is. It's almost like you're setting up like you're cornering the market, like you're a college bookstore. Basically, yeah. like you're sort yes. of owning the market and like, which isn't necessarily a bad, I mean, there'll be a little competition somewhere in your plan at some point, but it really is like you're just sort of cornering the market and making it easier for people so they don't have and to. And like for these content creators, it's like, oh, I need to do like tomato girl and coastal grandma <laughs> and this. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Here's $400. I have all my things. I do three shoots in two days and then I send them all back. Right. Good to go. I feel like this wow. is Shark Tank. You just sold yeah. us your company. There's no sheen involved. There's no lead clothing. There's no like, you know what I mean? That's great. Mm -hmm. Minimal mm -hmm. child labor has to happen for this versus like 9 million versions of the same thing. That's what I'm talking about. Dominic? I just feel like I need to say this as it happened in real time that I am recording this podcast in my parents' basement and my mother... Just brought me cookies. She just delivered them to Aww. me because she knows we're recording the podcast. 
As I was talking about child labor, that's so beautiful. Literally, literally <laughs> I was like, I'm from a generation where it was all parent labor. Yeah. <laughs> bring me, bring me fucking cookie. That's the mob yeah. wife's aesthetic right there. <laughs> Thank you, mother. Gen Z fashion people, whoever you are. The only thing I kept thinking the whole time was, this is so much pressure, this fashion stuff. I feel like it bleeds into other areas of a Gen Zer's life. So it should be its own separate moment. The fashion of it all should just be its own separate app. That whole life should just be its own sort of like, it should just be like Fortnite. Like there are video games and then there's Fortnite. Like Fortnite's <laughs> its own life. So I think that all the fashion shit that Gen Z does should be splintered off into its own app. And that's what the whole app is just, what's the trend of the day? And let's call it Tick Frock, period. That's my word. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to eat frock. one of these cookies because I'm proud of that. Mm. You should be. Mm-hmm. Oh, that nice had a nice crunch to it. Ah, oh, tick frock. They're tates. Wow. Um, ladies, I have to say, these are two pretty good ideas. I'm going to sit back and watch you guys debate. Yeah. Well, the, and they, they pair beautifully together, which is not always the case. I mean, you. you basically created the app for Chris's company. Yeah. I think. Did I? Like, maybe they it's are like, one? <laughs> well, it's basically what I'm hearing from Dominic is like <laughs> he wants to take all of this out of his view and placed in a different location. Yeah, somewhere else. <laughs> yes, no, should we ban banish it away from He's like, like our, our Instagram? Yeah, yes. Out of my goddamn face. Yeah, tomato And go girl. over to that app where I never see you again. You're reclaiming your feed. We're done. Yes. Kind of. And making All it easier it for them too. Like if you're going to pressure yourselves about one thing, just leave it somewhere else and don't mix it up oh, with right. all the pressure Life. you put each other under for trying, pretending to scare your family members or making yeah. a bad recipe in the yeah. hope that chef reactions will pick it up, whatever, whatever the children right. are doing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, Emily, do you have any strong feelings that we should talk about, about these two gorgeous, really gorgeous, gorgeous California suggestions that were just presented? Gorgeous. That was a <laughs> golden bachelor. Yes, yes. But it, uh, they both feel very ripe, like a tomato. Mm. Stop. And How dare you? that part feels great. Yeah. <laughs> I actually will admit, I feel like I would use a Rent the Runway service <laughs> of trends once in a while. It's like a an elevated spirit of Halloween. And I'm into that. Mm. How are you feeling? It would definitely have to be an app where you can be a subscriber and like, you know, pay your whatever monthly or you can jump in. We have to have a one day fee, you know, or one event fee or whatever. One look, you rent by the look. I don't need to be locked into that, Chris. So I don't know. You're sitting there passively, but I got to tell you right now, if I'm locked into that monthly, I'm out. So I don't know. Okay. 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 Are you okay with that? Can we have a look fee? I think it's like you rent the clothes and that's what it is. I don't think it's a monthly fee. Yeah. At the beginning. At the beginning. Mm. Then they, once you're addicted to it, they're getting you left, right? They're snapping you. But 
how dare you address Chris's demeanor as part of your sussing all of this out? We don't we don't do physical appearance here, Deanna. Just kidding. It's, all, it's literally all we do. It's literally all we do. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I feel Chris's idea has legs, and I think it can be quite successful. I think the amount of influencers, micro influencers, just people at large, you know, just just Taylor Swift concert the amount of money that can be made to get your Swifty outfit together just seems spectacular. So I, mean, um, they, I hope they have the bracelets available, accessories and oh, everything, obviously. right? Yes, obviously. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that, Emily. I do think that has legs and obviously you will put those outfits into Dominic's, you will get them over there on his app. But in terms of winner, I don't know. I think it's Chris. This is my last podcast. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew oh. when he was done, he was going to win. I was just like, oh, I yeah, because he always goes first. And when I know his idea is right. better than mine, sometimes I want to fake a pass out, but I didn't do that. That's <laughs> you should do I know that Chris time. is going to win. I'm going to fake a medical emergency so there's no winner. And then we'll just, quote unquote, forget to name the winner for months after till we tally yeah. it up at the end of the year. Christopher, you, call, you always I mean, listen, have my support. He, you did have Tick Frock, you know. That was crazy. Like, I'll even give frock. you that name if you need it, Chris. You can you can take you the name go. free of free of charge. Congratulations, Chris, and congratulations Thank to you. Gen Z. You're welcome. You, we've done it. Solutions were just cracked. I mean, are you? Okay? I mean, oh, Chris I need is really Chris is blown away. Chris, I, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> he needed this win. You're only um, one behind me for this year. Oh, thank God. Okay. It's just okay. four to three now. And we had a tie. We had a three-way tie with an expert a couple of weeks ago. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Wowie wee wow. I mean, ladies of How to Be Less Old, Deanne Chang, Emily, Frida Foster. I mean, beyond. This was important. I'm sorry to say this was important. It lifted my tush right up. Thank you guys. Yeah. This was no, really, really fun. That. You guys are the best. You know, you're on really. fire. You're killing it. It is a privilege to get to chat with you. So thank you so much. And a privilege you're to crazy. chat with you. The most the intrepid reporters I know in the trenches every day. I mean, <laughs> guys, on how to be less old, like you're missing Deanna going into a store and buying a corset. <laughs> buying that a happened. corset top that the woman is like, you should wear this with it and this and this, that. I was gripped by that story, Deanna. Mm. Like, it was unexpected. You know, and yet it looks so good. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, my husband was out of town. So at work and I, for Mob Wife Week, would have loved to, but it is a two-person job. It is not. Yeah. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I, I you know, to bring, a, bring your titties over to mm -hmm. somebody else. To, it's just a lot. So I just left, you know, I'll I just have to bring my honored. inner. Thank you, Emily. Thank oh, you. God. I mean, what an, an unprecedented episode it was. Ladies of How to Be Less Old, tell us where we can find you and, and tell everyone where they can find the Substack and the podcast. We're at howtobelessold.substack.com or you can find us at HTBLO. At Deanna M. Chang. And I'm at Frida Foster. Dominic, where can people find you? Oh, thank you for asking, Chris. My website's <laughs> dominantary.com. The socials are at Dominic Pupa. 
I can also be found at the duplex on Fridays from 545 until I'm asked to leave nearly every week. Chris, where can the listeners of this podcast find you? You can find me at the Krista Rosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. You can find the Patreon at patreon.com slash fixing famous people. Oh, wow. We, we, wow. Thank you, ladies. Wowie, wowie. Again, Thank unprecedented. You. I wish you all well. And as always, where's Shelly? Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.